Hey, fellow traveler, welcome to the Third Eye Awakening podcast, a show where we talk all about spiritual and psychic awakening, magic, the shift from 3D to 5D, star seeds, ascension, multiple timelines, multiple dimensions, the universe, the multiverse, the Akashic records, all the good things. I am your host, Amy Belair, and I'm so glad to have you here with me today. Okay, let's do this. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. It's a solo episode for you all, cause it's my fucking birthday this month. Woohoo! Happy birthday to me. I'm a November baby, Scorpio, through and through. Okay, so there's some things that I want to talk about with all of you, specifically the Akashic Records. Okay, but first, before I talk to you about the Akashic Records, just want to expand more on the energies of November. I know I recorded an energy report and it was longer than I had intended because (gasps) I like to talk. It's just that there's so many things to say, okay? All right, that's what it is. But I feel like there's still more to say about the energy of November and we're only in the first week. As I record this, it is the first weekend of November. And these energies are so intense, not bad, but intense. And I just want to throw this out there in case anybody else is feeling it and just wondering what the fuck, because I know I have been, I know I have been. So how do I describe it? It feels like the consciousness of my light body is ascending so quickly that it's like literally pulling out of my physical body. It feels like I'm being shorn in two. And yet, where is that feeling coming from? Because I I don't actually feel like I'm not like bleeding. Like, uh, how do I describe it? It feels like my light body is being pulled out of my physical body. And... So my physical body feels very slow. Physical reality, 3D reality feels very slow, very heavy and ponderous and just hard. It feels like it takes so long to get anything done, air quotes. And then at the same time, I feel like I'm melting. So there's this energy of like a stretching and a pulling and a ripping apart, like an internal bifurcation. And it feels like the whole totality of me is melting. And I've talked about this with a couple of people that I get support from and with some friends to try to understand it. And I've been like mentally processing it this whole entire time. And what I have determined is that We are getting massive light body upgrades in keeping with this energy I described in the energy report for November of like a next level of walk-ins. But this next level is like next level. It's as though a part of ourselves and our consciousness that is so huge and so higher dimensional is stepping in now but it's stepping in through our light body. 
So my consciousness feels like it is so expanded. It is so, it's moving so rapidly. I feel like I could live off of consciousness information, almost like I could become a breatharian. I could just stop eating and stop drinking. I'm not saying I'm going to or that I should because I still nurse William, so I'm not. (laughs) That doesn't seem like a good idea. But at a certain level of my consciousness, that's how I feel. Like I, I just get so much nourishment and sustenance and information from higher dimensions of consciousness right now that I could just live there. And yet I still have this physical body. And I think this is like back in, what was it? March, April, maybe February, when I was talking about, I don't know if all of you remember, but I was talking about these instructions of it's time to go now and feeling like I'm putting my hand through a mirror and the mirror used to be physical, like I couldn't, it was solid, couldn't, my fingers would bounce off of it, but now it's like, plasma and I can put my fingers through it. But even just putting my very fingertips through it, the vibrational frequency on the other side is so different that it felt like it would just blow all my circuits. And that's kind of how I feel right now. I'm wondering if that's what that was describing. Because it's feeling like it's blowing my circuits. And yet I'm fine, but it's just been really hard. But nothing bad is happening. And what I have determined is that the part that actually is struggling is my ego mind and the mental constructs that it holds in the form of like ideas, beliefs, and stories that it uses to understand itself. So my ego mind, so I not my human ego. There's a distinction that I want to make here. My human ego is Amy. My ego mind is the mental aspect that thinks of itself as Amy, but itself is ever-changing. You know what I mean? What is Amy? Who is Amy? Fathomless mystery, as we all are. So my ego mind is holding on to ideas beliefs, stories, etc., that it doesn't think it can let go of. Because if it lets go of those things, then how will it even know that it's, how will it know itself? And for me, because I've cleared so much trauma, I've worked so hard, or so diligently is a better way of putting it. I've worked so diligently at clearing trauma for many years that the stories that my ego mind is holding on to aren't really trauma related for me anymore. But I know because of some of the people that I work with currently that others are coming up against trauma related stories. But for me, it's their subtle stories and they are stories around what I, what needs to get done in a week or in a day or yeah, like what I need to do to survive or what I need to do to be a responsible adult or whatever. It's that kind of stuff. And my ego is having such a hard time. My ego mind is having such a hard time at letting go. And that's what's creating this feeling of being shorn. It's not really my body, but it feels like it's my body because it is a nervous system response. So the nervous system is 
physical in my body, but it is also like it's the mind, right? So my mind has these ideas, these constructs that it's holding on to. And when I feel myself literally ascending out of them, my ego mind freaks out and digs down deep into my nervous system and sends fear signals or anxiety signals or frustration signals or whatever through my body. So for a while, I was misunderstanding and I was feeling really frustrated with my body. Like, why does my body need all these things? Why does 3D life need all these things? Why do all these things need to be done? Blah, 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 blah. And now I'm realizing that it's not my body. My body actually feels like it's melting in a truly delicious way. My body is actually chill. It almost feels like it's eaten some edibles, <laughs> some gummies or something. And it's like having a body buzz. But I promise you, I am not. I have not eaten any edibles. This body buzz is totally not triggered by external compounds. So my body's actually really relaxed. It is my ego mind. And I want to make the distinction too that my higher mind is so excited for this. My higher mind is, yes, this is what we came for, finally. <laughs> it's my ego mind that is really struggling. And yeah, so I guess I just wanted to share that so that if anybody else is having a hard time with this, you don't feel alone. Let me see if there's anything else that I want to say about this energy, current energy as well. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to say is that our light bodies are getting upgraded. So when we receive upgrades, they are coming in through the information of our light body, not our astral body, our light body. What that means to me is that we have a consciousness form that is created from light. So your individual consciousness is a light form first and foremost. And then that light form merges through plasma fields to accrete within this physical form. And this physical form then becomes the vehicle that we use to move throughout this environment. Like we need a physical body in order to experience an incarnation here and have agency. But as we know, we are not the physical body. We're in partnership with the physical body. So the upgrades are coming through our light body first. And if the upgrades are then translating through the other layers of our bodies, so our mental body, our emotional body, our physical body, we're basically being rewritten right now, like recreated on a level that I personally have not experienced before. I don't want to make this sensational and be all like, oh my God, this is the most what, intense upgrade we've ever received because I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I'm experiencing and how I understand it. But I have never experienced this much upgraded information 
in such a concentrated, potent dose. It feels like a lot, like a really big shift. Now, interestingly, I recently heard about a star that went supernova in some, I don't know, I don't know if, I don't even know what star was. Like, I don't know if it was in the Milky Way. I heard in somebody else's video. And I was like, oh, that explains a lot. Anyway, the Starwood supernova, and it's like the biggest recorded supernova that released the largest concentration of gamma ray. It's a gamma ray burst that is, I don't know, reaching Earth in, in our recorded history, supposedly. And that does really track with what I'm feeling. I just feel like we're getting so much high-frequency information coming in right now. And as it is updating, like our light bodies update pretty easily because they're made of light. But our mental bodies, our emotional bodies, and our physical bodies, it's harder. So for me, I'm struggling more with the mental body right now. That's the part that is having a hard time, as I said. But for others, it might be the emotional body. I've definitely felt really tender. I felt very compelled to go deeper into the, the darkness and understand the darkness and hold space for the absolute horrors that occur here on Earth at the hands of other like humans against animals, humans against the earth, humans against other humans, but also at the hands of the Archonic, Archontic rulers or the Skeksis, as I often call them. Like, I felt like I needed to deep dive into very dark spaces of my own volition and then move that energy through myself on an emotional level. And so I've been feeling very tender lately. And yet, I'm also feeling... I'm not a basket case. I'm not an emotional basket case right now, just at this time. Like I'm also, I also feel fairly emotionally stable. My physical body, as I said, is mostly coping. My skin is crazy itchy, but I don't, I'm not having like hives or eczema or the kind of flare-ups that I had last year. I feel like my body dealt with a lot of that stuff last year. Fingers crossed, but no guarantees. But my skin is crazy itchy. I probably look like I have lice or something, the way that I'm like always just scratching my body, but I feel like it has to do with these upgrades. But my mental body is having a hard time. As I said, it's like a certain level of my mental body, the one that's attached to my ego and its own sense of self. That part of my mental body is struggling. And it's is like the stories that live in that mental body that for me right now, are being purged out by this amount of light. It's almost like the light is burning them away. But my ego mind is ah, like, I can't let go. If I let go, I'll die. And of course, I won't die from letting go of these stories. But a um, version of me will die and will need to evolve into something else. And that's the part that my ego is afraid of. So my reason for sharing this is because it feels important for us to understand that if we just let these upgraded frequencies trickle in through our mental body, our emotional body, and our physical body, and understand that they are primarily coming from our light body, it will be easier to just allow it to happen. And so rather than feeling like a shearing, like the shearing part that I was describing is coming from my ego mind wanting to hold on 
to these ideas of what needs to get done in a day, what needs to get done in a week, what needs to get done in a month. These ideas of like how I need to be, what people expect of me, things like that. All that stuff is not fucking real. Like it's not real. Yes, people might have expectations of me, but their expectations aren't real. It's just a perspective that they have. It's not real. It's not the real. And I'm safe to let it go. But as my ego mind has been struggling to hold on to it, it's created this pulling and shearing sensation within myself. And like I was describing it to somebody as feeling like I'm I'm a vehicle that the transmission is stuck between two different gears. It can't, it hasn't clicked into one gear or the other. It's like freaking out. And so the ride is not smooth. It's very jerky. But when I kind of processed this with the support of one of my mentors and figured it out, because y'all, I work with mentors too. (laughs) There's a lot going on. We need support. I need support just as much as anybody else does. Support is important. So I sorted through this with one of my mentors and realized that that's what was happening, that it's not actually my body, it's actually my ego mind. And it's around the releasing of these constructs, which P.S. the constructs are melting. The stories are melting. They're dissolving. And my ego is freaking out even more. My ego mind. It's ah, it's like it's trying to hold on to water. It's, it's trying to like stop a wave from receding. Like it's a fucking impossible. But it was trying anyways. And that was creating that jerkiness. And when I realized what was happening and realized like, oh, okay, I am supposed to be melting. I don't know how else to describe it. I'm melting right now. My... Like all of the constructs that I previously understood myself through need to melt. And they're not going to disappear. They're just going to reformulate into something else. And I can just trust the process. And I've had really take a lot of time to integrate this shit. Like a lot of time, a lot of space. For the last couple of weeks, I've really been doing minimal calls And with people like not as many, not recording as many podcasts, not recording as many like pieces for Patreon that I want to. There are a lot of things that I want to do. I've barely been present on social media because it just, it is taking so much quiet time and quiet space to integrate all of this as it happens. And like I said, Frig, we're only into the first weekend of November. I feel like it's going to be like this to some degree or another for the entire month. And I'm not scared. Like, I'm not trying to paint a picture of something bad. Ultimately, this is really good. Our higher dimensional aspects are coming on board in a very real way. In a very, very real way. Where we're, I feel like I'm probably going to perceive myself as and understand myself as a whole new person so to speak by the end of the month and I know some people I've been talking to have already been having this experience for a number of months through the summer and all of this is fluid it's not like I might have said this in my energy report for November but it's not like (laughs) the energies are like oh it's November 1st okay we can officially commence the walk-in experience 
Like this is all fluidly happening, but I believe that it's at a peak in November right now. And when I think back about my, on my life, like 10 years ago, I feel like an entirely different person, like completely different. I have the same name. I have the same social insurance number and I have the same memories. There are certain like through lines, but I don't even have the same body. It is a whole entire new body. All of my cells have turned over and regenerated. So this body is, <laughs> it's a different version of this body. And my personality has changed. My priorities, my goals, my aspirations, my lifestyle, everything has changed. And that's normal. We've come to expect that for ourselves over a span of a decade. But I feel like that is going to be condensed into a month right now. Like that much of a change. Like I feel as though my physical body is going to have a complete cellular turnover in one month. And my emotional body is going to have a complete turnover. My mental body is going to have a complete turnover all in one month. And by the end of the month, I'm just going to feel like me, like ultimately more of me, but also totally fucking different. Anyway, I just wanted to share that again, as I said, in case any of you are feeling anything similar and just throwing it out there. Okay, let's go into this ode to the Akashic Records. That's what this podcast is. It's an ode to the Akashic Records. Because it's my birthday month and I get to do what I want and I love the Akashic Records and I also realized that I have not spoken about them at length here on this podcast in a very long time, like two and a half years or some shit. And in those two and a half years, I've done many readings. I'll say countless, but that's only because I haven't been counting. But countless readings, like probably, I don't know. I don't even know. Like over 100, that's for sure. Well over 100, probably. And I've also been tuning into the Akashic Records on pretty much a daily basis. There'll be the occasional day that I won't do that. But for the most part, it's a very regular. It's the most regular and integrated practice that I have is to tune into the Akashic field. And I've been channeling a lot of information through the Akashic Records. And so over those two and a half years and all of that, my relationship with the Akashic Records has deepened and my understanding of the records themselves and the whole entire universe and multiverse has expanded exponentially, especially over 2022. 2022 has felt like an entire quantum leap in and of itself. It has felt so fast and so expansive. Like even my psychic abilities have just completely accelerated over this year. And I can only attribute it probably to the energies and like probably that Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces back in April. And I don't know. I feel like it's just the collective energies that facilitated this. So anyway, so I want to talk to you about the Akashic Records. I am devoting the entire month of November to the Akashic Records because it's my birthday and I love them. So let's start out with a updated explanation through Amy's lens of what the Akashic Records are. 
What are the Akashic Records, a.k.a. the Akashic Field, a.k.a. the Akasha? Those are all interchangeable terms. I tend to use the Akashic Field more often because of the way that I understand it, but it's all the same thing. So as I experience it, at its core, it is a non-local sea of infinite information. Or you could say that it's a non-local field of infinite information. It is a plasma-like substance that records an imprint of everything we ever think, feel, say, or do. And at the same time, it is also like a mist comprised of tiny crystalline droplets or quanta of light-encoded information. When I say that it's a plasma-like substance that records an imprint of everything, ever, it reminds me of like Play-Doh or plasticine. If you have a little blob of it and then you press your thumb into it and you pull your thumb away, there's a little like record. There's a little imprint of your thumb and all of the ridges and the swirl pattern that makes up your unique thumbprint. It feels like that, but on the etheric plasmic level. It contains keys to remember your past. So like your past experiences in this lifetime through an elevated lens, like a bird's eye view, that allows you to process and integrate the, a given past experience completely. And it also contains keys to remembering your past experiences in other lifetimes, both on Earth and in other realms. It also contains keys to consciously choosing and creating your future. So like information about forks in the path for you or timeline probabilities, how to get from one timeline to another and information about your highest accessible timeline because there is always one that is your highest timeline. It contains detailed guidance on your soul path, information about your next steps, your soul mission and purpose, your desires, your manifestations, and your healing. And perhaps most excitingly to me, it contains information about the nature of reality. It contains consciousness activation keys and pieces of our multidimensional, multiversal galactic history or story. I think my very favorite thing about the Akasha is that it contains the truth about who you really are or who we really are. I just feel like there is nothing more exciting or important to me than understanding that more fully all the time. Who are we? Who am I? Who 
are you? It's just the most thrilling thing ever. I'm just going to give a little recap about how the Akashic Records totally changed my life. And it's going to be a brief recap because I've already told the story at length. In the first season of my podcast, I talked about Killian's story. And then I had an episode that I think was called How I Found the Akashic Records. And I also have talked about it on almost every other podcast that I've been on. I think the one, if you want, if this happens to be one of your first episodes of Third Eye Awakening that you've ever listened to and you don't know the story that I'm going to recap very briefly and you want to go deeply into it and get all the details, but you want to do it all in one single episode, I think the one that I went the deepest into it through was the Creatures of the Night podcast when I was a guest on their awesome podcast with Chris and Adam and Jason. So check it out. But in a very brief nutshell, I probably was always psychic, probably was always connected to the Akashic field, but I didn't know it. I didn't know how to access it. I didn't know how to turn it on. And I had some misunderstandings about what it even means to be psychic. And so for a long time, I really desired to develop my psychic abilities, but I had no idea how to do. And eventually I bought into the idea that those things are not grounded or practical or responsible or whatever. And I decided to go into a very left-brained path of becoming a midwife because I was floundering. I'd been floundering for a long time and I feel like I just, I felt like I just needed to get my shit together and pick a career and put my everything into it. And midwifery was the one I chose. It was very aligned for me at the time, although my career was much shorter lived than I would have guessed at the time. But it was definitely the thing that I needed to do. But what it meant was I, I elected to turn off those parts of myself, compartmentalize them and put them away as though they were like a childish thing that I needed to outgrow. And partway through my midwifery education process, so in my last year before I became a full-fledged registered midwife, I got pregnant and was very excited. And then through a series of events, basically my water broke at 20 weeks and I gave birth to my son, Killian, six weeks after that. And so he was born three months premature, which was very, was very premature. He was considered a micro preemie. He didn't even weigh two pounds. And yet he was very mighty, very powerful and strong. And I was so in love with him, so in love with him. and. When he was 11 days old, things just started to not go so And another series of events took place. And ultimately, when he was 20 days old, we had to give our permission for the medical team to remove his life support. Like he, because he was so preterm, he couldn't breathe on his own. As most babies who are born at that gestation can't breathe on their own. They need help to breathe because their lungs aren't meant to breathe air yet. They aren't developed enough. And so that was what was considered life support. And we chose to remove him from life support, but it was, it was a choice, but also almost completely not really a choice because things were 
just getting progressively worse. And he, to keep him alive would have been to prolong his suffering for ultimately very selfish reasons of not wanting to face his death. <clears throat> so that, needless to say, was excruciatingly painful. It was a pivotal moment. It was, if you understand things through the lens of the tarot, it was a tower moment, like complete devastation and heartbreak and such suffocating grief that I really genuinely did not know if I would ever emerge from it. I actually felt like I might die. <clears throat> and yet what I knew in my heart is that Killian was nothing but a gift to me. And the short time that we had together was an absolute gift. Everything about it was a gift. He was not a punishment. He was a gift. But as our anguished human minds tend to do, my mind went into these places of what had I done to cause this? What had I done to create this? And I was fairly new in my understanding of manifestation. So I was like, oh, like I created this. I did this. And I, oh my God, I started obsessing about all of the low vibration thoughts that I had been thinking and feelings that I had been feeling and the ways that I had self-indulged in all that bullshit. Um, prior to my pregnancy, during my pregnancy, I started thinking about all the shitty things that I had ever done and the ways that I had hurt people in this life. And then I started wondering about things I didn't even know from other lives. What had I done to deserve this? Surely I must be a terrible human being. And that's why this has happened. This must be my fault. I failed him. I failed my baby. It was just, it was brutal. It was so painful. And so there was this strange dichotomy of knowing that he was a gift knowing it in my heart, in, in a state of peace. No, he is a gift. He's not a punishment. And then equating it with a punishment because it felt so painful. I needed to understand why. It's like I knew I could not actually move on with my life unless I knew why. And through listening to a podcast, I came across the words Akashic Records. Somebody was interviewing an Akashic Records reader who shared how she learned how to read the Akashic Records. And I didn't even know what they were. I gathered that it was a psychic thing, but I didn't know what the Akashic Records were. But the sound of the words were so alive and sparkling and magical. And I still feel that way to this day. When I say Akashic Records, Akashic Field, Akasha, it just feels, I don't know, like divine beauty and freedom and love or something. I can't describe it in words. It just, ugh. And I just know, I knew that I had to go in that direction. I had to learn about it. I had to pursue it. And so I went through the process of learning how to read the Akashic Records and I worked up the nerve and I went into my own Akashic Records for the first time with the big question, why had Killian died? And I believe that I was so willing to know the answer that the answer actually came through. Like I just did not have any walls or defenses, even if the answer was like, yes, you're a horrible piece of shit soul and you deserve 
this pain and so much more pain. It, I just, I needed to know. I wanted to know. I was so open to the truth. And the truth that came through was, it was that it wasn't my karma and it wasn't my partner's karma. It was, if you want to understand it through the lens of karma, it was Killian's karma. It was his own karma and not in a punishment way either. Like his life was not a punishment to him. It was actually a ticket to freedom. He had an experience as a soul in a previous incarnation that had produced like a consequence that needed to be cleared up. I don't know how else to put it. It's again, like the way we understand karma is so primitive and it's through the concepts of punishment and we reap what you sow. And I guess in a way that's true, but basically he just had an experience and it needed to come full circle. It needed closure so that he could just be done with it. And it was, it's when you, you started something and you know, you have to finish it and it's going to be hard to finish it. It's going to be a lot of work, but you have to see it through. There's no other choice. There's literally no other way. And the anticipation of dealing with it and just seeing it through is like worse than the actual experience itself. It's like that. He just wanted to come into an incarnation that was brief and intense and that achieved his objective. And again, if you want to hear the full story there, like almost every other podcast I've ever been on, I talk about it, but the Creatures of the Night one is the deepest dive. When I got that, and Killian was there in the Akashic Records when I was asking for this answer, like he was there with me. And it was so healing. Instantaneously, I was healed, completely healed. And of course, I continued to experience grief because grief is only a natural response to the fact of loss. Like, I, in a sense, I never lost my son because he's still here and I still have a relationship with him. But there are things that I have lost the experience of watching him grow up, watching him take his first steps, hearing his beautiful laughter. <laughs> All those wonderful human things that we actually want to experience with those we love. I don't get to have those with him. And that is what I was grieving. And it is right that I was grieving it. And that grief was not the problem. But I was instantaneously healed from the burden of tormenting myself, wondering what I had done to cause this. It reframed it completely so that I understood that I had not failed him. I had succeeded. We had succeeded together. Quest, the thing that he had asked us to help him with, was a total success. Can't even begin to tell you what that has meant for me. It has allowed me to calibrate to my highest timeline. It has allowed me to completely rearrange my life and separate from things that didn't actually belong to me. Concepts of what it means to be, and clearly I'm still working on it as I described, the energy that 
as I'm experiencing it currently. But at the time, it was a big deal. It was like suddenly I didn't give a shit what people thought. <clears throat> I didn't give a shit. Like I was allowed to reclaim this. I was allowed to experience the Akashic Records, allowed to experience my psychic abilities, allowed to be all that I came to earth to be. It just, it was so healing. The power of the Akashic Records was just, I can't do it justice with words. And so it was so powerful that I also really desired to share this with others. Like I wanted to become an Akashic Records reader to read others' Akashic Records. And then I wanted to become an Akashic Records teacher to teach others how to access the Akashic Records, how to do it for themselves. I understood that I am not like special. God didn't ordain me specially to read the Akashic Records. It's just something that my, my soul is called to do the same way that Technically, I can play basketball if I want to, but basketball doesn't call to me. But I can play basketball. The Akashic Records is accessible to all of us, but some of us feel more drawn to it than others. And I felt very drawn to it. I felt drawn to become a devotee of the Akashic Records, to develop a practice, to go in almost daily, to just attune myself to its frequency to view life and reality through the lens of the Akashic Records, to become a reader for individual people, to become a reader for groups, and to become an Akashic channel and oracle for the greater human and galactic consciousness body. It just was everything to me. It's completely transformed my life. At the time that I took that program to learn how to read the Akashic Records, I was so poor. I could never make ends meet. Every month I was going deeper into debt. I was only able to work two days a week as a room attendant at a resort because it was just the kind of work that occupied my body, but didn't, I don't know, it still allowed me space to grieve, but I could only work for two days a week. And the grief was so much to process. And I... When I signed up for that course, it was like I put it on a credit card, on a payment plan, and I had no idea how I was going to keep making those payments, and yet I did. And fuck, like it has yielded back to me exponentially. <laughs> it, it was the best decision I ever made for myself, and I'm so thankful that I did. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about the Akashic Records. I believe in its transformational abilities like I said, it, it offers you healing. It offers you information, like a piece of the puzzle that lets you understand things with clarity and be able to move forward. It offers guidance about how to navigate the things that you're experiencing currently. It offers glimpses into your future and other timeline probabilities and your highest timeline and how to align with your highest timeline so that you can move into it. It offers information about your multidimensional galactic identity, your soul mission and your purpose, your desires, your manifestations. It's like your one-stop shop for all the information that you could want to know about yourself. A lot of the times people come for readings and they want to know 
about relationships that they're in and what's going on with this person. I'm struggling with my child. What's going on with my child? Or I'm struggling with my relationship with my brother. What do I do? It just gives you so much information. It's amazing. It's just completely transformative. Completely transformative. And my ability to read the Akashic Records has really expanded as well. I I haven't talked about this very much, but in the background, the people who are in 1212 or Sorceress, The Answer, who are, we're on calls with each other weekly or almost every week, depending on the program, they've all heard this. But the rest of you probably haven't heard me talking about this because I'm processing it inwardly. But I've come to understand so much about what can actually be done through the Akashic Records. Like understanding the holographic formation of reality and the holographic source code, timeline creation mechanics, how timelines are even created, reality streams, the process of holographic timeline encoding. So encoding new, like creating and encoding new timelines into people's Akashic holographic fields, timeline healing, past, present, and future, quantum space clearing, recently has been holographic and astral interference clearing. So clearing out implants, seals, gate locks. It's hard. I can't put them all into words, but they are these like basically astral interference programs that keep us handicapped in a way in terms of consciousness expansion. So clearing those through the holographic and astral fields from the anchor point of the Akashic Records. And then things like Akashic key retrieval. So activation keys for your own like consciousness, multidimensional consciousness expansion. Things like soul blueprint code reading and interpreting holographic healing and matrix repatterning. So that is a modality through the Akashic Records that was downloaded to me through the Akashic Records in 2020. And then recently, very recently, has been the understanding of being able how to, being able to know how to read the DNA code of an individual and to be able to extricate fragments and retrieve fragments of their true history and our true history, as well as DNA repair and activation. So being able to look at the DNA, oh, what's the word? Like the DNA potential of a given individual like the different strands that are encoded into their consciousness, their light body, their physical body, and to see where damage has occurred and then to be able to repair it and activate whatever strands are ready for activation. And what it feels like, like even as I talk about like DNA code reading, it's so much more marvelous than I can describe in words, but it's, I'm not doing this with my physical finger, but what it feels like is reaching out in that Akashic plasmic field and pulling out the DNA of somebody and 
running my finger along it and reading it like reading barcode. But the barcode is not binary code. It's way more complex and intricate than that. And it's created by tiny, delicate filaments of light quanta that are arranged in codes that kind of remind me of like hieroglyphics, but more fluid and beautiful and less pictorial. Anyway, it's, it's just so fucking exciting. And I feel like I'm still just scratching the surface of what is actually accessible through the Akashic Records. Oh, man, there's so many things that I want to say and I don't want to talk forever because that's how I roll. Let me see. I guess something else that I want to say about the Akashic Records is that it is a modality that truly changes people's lives. Somebody told me once that I am a reality creator and I, like that, landed so beautifully for me and I really sat with it and received it and realized yes that is what I do but it's not me so oh Amy's so special she creates realities for people it's the capacity of the Akashic Records and I just am so excited about them that I become a doorway to the Akashic Records where those new realities are created through greetings and mentorship and different group programs that I run. They have, I've explained how the Akashic Records have totally changed my life, but I know this, that the Akashic readings that I do for other people also change their lives. And it's a very important point of pride for me. Now, they are the ones with the agency to take the information and change their lives. But the information that comes through is the kind of information that is life-changing. So they decide what to do with it. But I'm very confident about this because like, from a business standpoint, I suppose I should be sharing more they call it social proof, like sharing people's testimonials, but I just don't do it that often because I don't know. I just don't. I'm busy. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't have a business mind, but I get testimonials from people. I get feedback from people letting me know how much the reading changed things for them. And I also feel it while I'm in it. And it's so important to me. Like, I never want to be a person that does a half-ass reading that, like, somebody comes away. Like, I just don't want anybody to come away disappointed and be like, oh, I wish I hadn't signed up for that. That's, like, the exact opposite of the outcome that I want for both myself and the other person. I want them to come away feeling like, wow, I'm so glad that I did that. And I want to come away feeling exhilarated and thrilled that I am doing this with my life. The Akashic Records have also, needless to say, been an avenue that has catapulted my psychic development and consciousness expansion. And I believe that it does this for others. I created a program very shortly after. Actually, the first program I ever created was called Magic Awakening. And it was a really good program. And 
yeah, it was, I just, I love everybody. <laughs> I love you so much. And I'm so passionate about these things. And I know that you are magic. I know that you're a psychic. I know that you're a multidimensional. I just fucking want to lead you there so badly. I just want to lead you there. And so my first program was Magic Awakening. And it was more general about our magic and different avenues to experience our magic. And then from there, I developed my, I'll call it my signature program. It's like my actual signature program into the Akasha, which was specifically about teaching people how to access the Akashic records. And about six months after I ran it for the first time, I'll tell you, the first time I ran it, I remember teaching module two. And I was just like walking on air afterwards. It was, it was the fulfillment of my soul mission or a very important part of my soul mission. This is the shit that I'm supposed to talk about. I am a speaker. I'm a translator. I am supposed to take these multidimensional light codes and translate them into English so that people can understand and access it themselves. And I just remember like driving back home because I went somewhere to teach it. <laughs> to get some quiet. And I was driving back home afterwards and I was like listening to my favorite music on full blast and singing at the top of my lungs. And I felt so thrilled to be alive and align in alignment with my purpose. And six months after that, I ran it for a second time and built upon and tightened up the information. I invited everybody who had taken it the first time to take it again for free and just receive all the new information that came through. And that's how I roll with all my programs forevermore. So every time you ever sign up for anything, you get lifetime access and you get all future updates and you're, you get to be part of future rounds. It's pretty dope. It always makes me excited. And, and then six months after that, I felt called to run it again for a third time. And I knew that the third time was going to be the last truly fully live round because I could just feel that I was going to hit the nail on the head, hit the bullseye with it. And I did. I'm currently in the process of re-listening to it because November is my Akashic Records month. It's my birthday present to me. And it's so good. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for what I created. It's so freaking comprehensive. I'm just thrilled. And so Into the Akasha is obviously how to read the Akashic Records. That's what it's all about. But it takes you through model of the multi-dimensions and the universe and life on Earth and accessing the Akashic Records, the ethics of reading the Akashic Records, how to get information out of it. It has bonus modules about receiving and interpreting psychic information through the four main clairs and our empathic ability. It has a module about like how to basically deal with your doubt and safely learn, move into the realm of reading the Akashic Records for others at whatever capacity you desire. And a bonus module about manifestation in the Akashic Records and two Q&As. It's so comprehensive. It's so full of information. And <sighs> It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful tool and avenue if you feel called to it to develop your psychic abilities and towards your own consciousness expansion and ascension. I really love that the Akashic Records is truly, it's infinite information and everyone's readings brings through powerful 
bits of information that helps piece together all of humanity's story. Everyone's Akashic Records hold a piece of the puzzle. So no matter what the question is, the question can be totally based on self. And it's like a a question about yourself and your own personal life, your own personal shit. And yet the information that comes through is applicable to the collective insofar as it's like another piece of the puzzle that fills out the picture for me. And I understand things with even more clarity and I can bring it to all of you through the podcast or through my other courses or whatever, what have you, the energy reports. It just is like the, it's like the giving tree. Like it just keeps giving and giving and yielding and yielding more and more truth, more and more clarity, more and more expansion, more and more love, more and more access to the divine consciousness from which we all emerged. And for me, the way that it works, everything that I share with my words is like a 1% of what I actually understand, which is why I'm always complaining about the limitations of English and why I'm always, I just feel like I'm always driven to channel so much more is because what I understand is so huge and it feels so important that I get it out there so that you can receive it too. Like, why would I want to keep this to myself? I just want to share it with you. But the way it works is when I was describing it as a mist comprised of tiny crystalline droplets or quanta of light encoded information, it's like when somebody asks me a question, the answer comes through as a droplet and the droplet expands and turns into, it expands in my third eye and turns into a, a moving picture, like a movie. And at the same time, because I'm also claircognizant, and this is how it works for me. I'm not saying it works this way for everybody, but it comes through my crown as a knowing and an understanding. And it comes through my heart as a feeling understanding. And the things that come through are completely... I just feel like my mind gets blown all the time. But I will say this, because the Akashic field is infinite, (laughs) truly infinite, you do have to ask questions when you are accessing the Akashic records for yourself or if you're getting a reading. I find that you have to ask questions. There needs to be something to hone in on, something to zero in on. Or you at least need to communicate topics that you want to know or understand or see. You have to participate with it. It requires human involvement. Like, it requires your curiosity, your need, your desire to understand, order to relay information. And the information that comes through will be in direct proportion to the power of the question and the underlying desire to understand the answer. So when people come for Akashic readings, I was describing all the things that I understand are, are like possible through the Akashic records. All of those, like the DNA code reading and like history fragment retrieval and DNA repair and activation and multidimensional holographic matrix repatterning and Akashic field timeline healing and timeline creation mechanics, all that stuff. 
you have to come with the intention and you have to ask me for that because in a given reading, like my readings are usually 75 to 90 minutes long, depending on the bandwidth that I have available based on having two young children at home. And even even if it's a full 90 minutes, even if I made it a full two hours, which I tried that, but I can't because there's the receiving that much information for that long it zaps my energy really like 90 minutes seems to be the cutoff point where I can like still feel healthy and when I was trying to do too many readings and do them too make them too long I would get sick often because it would deplete my own energy field but anyway even if it was like a two-hour long reading there's still you are an infinite being your Akashic field is fucking infinite, yo. Two hours. We are just scratching the surface. Which, P.S., is why I really love doing Akashic mentorship. Because, first of all, I love people so much. Every single one of you is like a gift and an exquisite treasure to me the opportunity to meet you and be in your energy and hear your voice and see your beautiful face and explore your Akashic records together is something that I take so seriously. I honor it so deeply. You have no idea. I'm a Scorpio. Going deep with people, like into the depths of who they actually are and Finding the pieces of information that catalyze transformation is like, it's what I'm fucking here for. So I love doing readings with people. And in a mentorship capacity, it means I get to build a relationship with you over time. And I don't just like, one-off readings almost in a way sometimes feel like a one-night stand to me not to be crass but it's like that level of intimacy the potential for such deep intimacy and sharing sacred knowledge of each other together because you get to know me too and in a one-night stand it's I don't know it's just the surface level whoop, and then they're and then you know you're gone and sometimes that's actually how it's supposed to be and I honor that but I'm always left wondering about you I'm pretty sure I remember everybody that I've done a reading for I might not remember people off the top of my head but if I was to go through a list of even just first names and dates of when I did I saved my calendar from last year when I did a shit ton of readings and if I was to look through everybody's name I'm pretty sure I would be like, oh yeah, I remember. I remember April. I remember Corey. I remember Vanessa. I remember Steve. I remember Richard. I remember John. Anyway, <laughs> um, in a mentorship capacity, we get to know each other more deeply and there's just more time to explore the infinite depths of your Akashic records and then therefore experience more deeply integrated transformation just more information comes through and it's just such a joy. But I do love even having the one-off opportunity to read for people too. It's, it's just my fucking favorite, you guys. Can you tell that I love it? Anyway, I feel like I've been rambling at high speed for a very long time. 
And I need to let you all go. And I also need to go make dinner for my family. But I want to let you know that in honor of November being my birthday month and me loving the Akashic Records so much and it just being the cornerstone favorite thing of what I do, I am offering a sale on my Akashic readings and my Akashic mentorship all month long, but I need you to know that I have limited spaces available. And that's because number one, like you might've noticed since I had William, I've had to really, really slow down on my Akashic readings. It just mom life is mom life. And also number two, because what I was explaining at the beginning about the current energies, like I have to make sure that I have the time and the space to integrate all of the very intense upgrades that I'm experiencing. So for the mentorship, these are, and I don't ever do because I like to do longer mentorships than this even, but I'm feeling excited about the idea of having a six-week mentorship that closes out 2022 with a weekly call of going into your Akashic Records. And this can include, as I said, and this is still even a limited menu, but this can include just first off an Akashic deep dive, just retrieving information about your past lives, your soul purpose, your galactic aspects, et cetera, et cetera, your things that you've experienced in this life that you want clarity around relationships, things like that. Also, Akashic field timeline healing, multidimensional holographic matrix repatterning, interference clearing, DNA code reading, and galactic history fragment retrieval, DNA repair and activation. You just get to pick what you want these sessions to be for yourself, but they will all be through the lens of the Akashic Records. And so it will be a weekly call, so six calls in total, and the idea is to really like bring you laser clarity about yourself, what you're closing out as, you, as we close out this year and what you're moving into for 2023. And because of my limited time, I can only offer four of those, four of those mentorships. When all four are gone, that's it. That's all I can do. And then I'm also offering 50% off of my Akashic Records readings, my one-off single-session Akashic Records readings. And if you are a Patreon member at the, like the second level tier or above, you can also take an additional 10% off. Just message me and let me know. And I only have five spaces for those. So that's what I've got for one-to-one work. I'm really excited. I can feel these people who are ready to come in for this. And I'm so excited to either see you again if we've already done a reading together or work together, or I'm so excited to meet you if we have not done anything together yet. Like you have no idea. I'm just so excited to see you again. So excited to meet you. And then in addition, keep your eyes peeled for a couple of really amazing things that are going to be offered as Black Friday sales. This is my first year doing a Black Friday Cyber Monday sale, and I'm just excited to do it because I love 
giving people like super savings and exciting opportunities to choose this path for themselves if it feels aligned. It's going to be Akashic Records related. So keep your eyes peeled for that. The best place to go to make sure you don't miss any announcements about those things is actually my email list because it'll be on social media and I'll mention on the podcast next week as well. But of course, sometimes we're, we don't listen to the podcast until later and the event has passed or social media algorithms and all that stupid bullshit. But email lands in your inbox and it tells you so you don't miss. So if you want to know about these opportunities, then sign up if you haven't already. <sighs> I don't know if you were able to tell how fast my brain was moving through all of that, but that's what I mean about these energies of November so far. It's like I feel like I'm on multi-dimensional gamma rays, light encoded speed. And my psyche is moving so fast and my body feels like it's moving so slow. <laughs> but we will get through it. Anyways, fam, I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing day or night wherever you are. And I will catch you on the next episode. Hey, my beautiful friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Third Eye Awakening. If you like what you heard and you want to go deeper, then head over to my website, amybelair.com and check out my store, which is full of my past programs, courses, modules, masterclasses, light codes, etc. that are powerful and they are potent and they pack a punch, not going to lie. They are here to support you accelerate you and activate you in your spiritual awakening and psychic development journey and slash or if you want to stay in my most current vibey live energy then i suggest that you head over to the patreon and join me there at the lowest tier level which is only five dollars a month you get a secret bonus episode for every Third Eye Awakening episode that goes out. You also get a weekly energy report and light language activation, and you get a new moon and full moon emancipation transmission. So those are some fun ways to play. And I'll just remind you that I always have live programs going. So keep your eyes on my website, on my social media, and here on the podcast to find out what is the most current offering that I have. Either way, I love having you in my world and I hope that I get to meet you and work with you soon.